each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your hosts, Keith Barney and... Mike and Deglio. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, then stream it on Hulu. It's the season finale of The Practice. But we're still here. Are you sick of looking at our faces? Thank God, it's almost over. (laughs) And welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast, a weekly podcast in which me, I'm Keith Varney, and my buddy, uh, Mike Indeglia over there, we discuss David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. We do. We do. This week, we are up to the season finale of season seven. Can you believe that we are already there? The episode is entitled Goodbye. And, uh, it, but it's not the end because there's there's another season. Uh, so they thought it was the end, right? That That's clearly what we're indicating here. Well, we will. I mean, I can, we can definitely discuss. I'm trying, you mentioned that last week. Yeah. Yes. I'm. I'm trying to, those who know, I'm trying to figure out what the ethics of how exactly to discuss uh, this, uh, what's happening here. But yes, at this point, um, David E. Kelly was definitely writing from the perspective that there there was a very good chance this would be the final episode of the series. Um, and then uh, I think I, what I will do is I will discuss it before the premiere of season eight all the machinations that happened behind the scenes um, mm-hmm. to get us to a season eight, uh, but for now, we're just here. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a season finale. It's gonna be called Goodbye, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing all right, buddy. Uh, it's very cold here. That's uh, an important thing to disclose. I think that we can all uh, the the groundhog saw his shadow, so we are in for uh, a long. Cold, depressing winter. But that all said, feeling good. <laughs> Mike, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> feeling the good. S- the spring uh, will come out. We're we're here talking about the season finale. It's exciting. It's the practice. Come on, Keith. I had both. Oh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud. I had both Taco Bell and <laughs> McDonald's yesterday. Wow, how did you pull that off? Uh, with insane distress to my digestive system that's how well we know how it ended i want to know how you began (laughs) uh we were like hanging out with my brother my nieces they really wanted taco bell so we picked it up uh and then last night jen and i just decided to DoorDash mcdonald's which i should mention is less than a tenth of a mile from my house and i still had a human being go pick it up for me well obviously you were pretty drunk at the time so (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> don't know me. 
I do know you, Mike. I know you well. Uh, how, are, how about you? How is how's, how are things over in the Varney household? No, things are things are uh, things are okay. We're you know doing our our winter stuff, uh, hanging out with the uh, with the cat. Uh, Jillian did a reading, and you know nice. we're doing nice, uh, doing our doing do our you have stuff. A fireplace, Keith. I do not have a fireplace. I have a an outdoor fire pit sort of a dealy. Okay, but I do not. Uh, it would be nice to have a fireplace, but I don't Something think about that, it's very homey. It is well, but I, our our house was is one of those like uh, houses they built right after the war, and and so they it doesn't it we love it it's very nice but it doesn't have a lot of frills it doesn't have a lot of like extra frills but mm-hmm. you know coming out of a one bedroom apartment in Queens it it's pretty frilly, uh, comparatively but uh, yeah I, I'd like to have a fireplace would be nice. But, so uh, I have been, sorry, the, that was this is me just jumping out of this short uh, convo. I've been sort of dreading this episode particularly. Oh, do tell. This I is just, interesting. I just have every indication that with the with I think this is it for Dylan McDermott, and I think maybe not. That's not all. Like I I know that we introduce new characters next season. I'm mm-hmm. um, just because I know that, but. I don't know how it happens or what happens, but I, I just don't imagine that's the only swap, right? I feel like there's a radical shift coming to the show, and so that this is... And what makes you feel that way? Uh, just everything sort of we've talked about, like that, uh, the fact that it's been, you know, it, we've been pretty sour on this season, it feels like, in retrospect. They've been kind of floundering, I think, in some ways, I think David E. Kelly's been just kind of throwing shit against the wall or, or, or you know, just kind of frustrated. There's a frustrated feeling. And mm-hmm. I think that if they are to come back next season, which we know they do, some decisions are made to make some changes. And that's not mm-hmm. just bringing in Spader, right? So I'm, right. I feel like the practice, at least as we've known it, for better or for worse, is going to change. And so what I thought might be fun before we enter that, uh, the oopsies next week, uh, I, to discuss quickly, just in the course of us starting in season one, up until this this juncture point, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. changed on our end? So I, it's funny. I started Ooh. on a, a MacBook, uh, my work MacBook Pro, uh, with with as four gigabytes of RAM. We barely could uh, get thirty frames per second. I was using like an old condenser microphone. That well, we was didn't have like, video at all to begin with. No, but I still was trying to record through OBS because I could capture all the audio together. No, I was running oh. two different capture softwares. It was crazy what I was trying to do. And I had a condenser microphone that was like 12 feet from my face because it was so sensitive. And right. then I would try to like compress it after the fact. It was a hot mess. And then so now uh, we've got the Ryzen 12 core PC mm-hmm. handling the shuttle liftoff, a dynamic microphone, stream deck, lots of fun upgrades to our lives. And we both... Started in New York City in the yeah, shithole. I was gonna, of, I was gonna yeah. say like all, all of the changes that you're clocking are technological. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there were some other it. big changes. We both turned forty through the course we of the podcast. We both turned forty. That's right. We both moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both in in Queens, and now we are in different. And places. podcasting has become our full time job. Both of us. We make a great uh, living. A great, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> Everything we planned, you know, we're like, I feel like there's a way to make this work and like, you know, have some sort of an income and like make a make a go at this. And uh, so, 
Anyway, the will we they, moved. won't they continues, though, Keith. People <laughs> wonder, will they, won't they get together? Like, are they going to just break up with their wives and make this thing happen? But <laughs> I, I didn't. That actually wasn't on my list of objectives. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Me neither. I mean, no, no, no. I would no, never do that. No, it's crazy. <laughs> Jen walks in right then. <laughs> yeah. uh, amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, things are things are very uh, things are very different. I wrote an entire musical. That, you uh, did? Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 the JT, JT. What? The, well, hey, it's not that anymore. We'll, no, we'll talk well, more yes, about. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, but I finished the new one. Ooh. So, so I, I, I finished the. That's score. exciting. Yeah, the whole, the whole new score is now done. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So lots of. Are the happened. bones of the story still? Sorry, conversation for a different podcast. Different podcast, but uh, yes, basically yes. Cool. Um. So I uh, I have a fake jukebox musical. It's it's uh, it's really something. We'll talk more about that later. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean also you the write world it so ended. that I can I can play it. Can I can I can I think I can facilitate the music on my instrument? Definitely. I, I need a gig, Keith. I need to perform. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I uh, the the show needs needs a gig first. Mm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's very guitar heavy. So. It's the 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 whole score is is uh is is much more guitar than piano. So, ooh, whatever. So there it is. Just saying. Uh, well, we lost our third listener. <laughs> Bye, Phoenix. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, why don't uh why don't we hear from our listener in a segment we call. Yes, indeed. So, of course, you know, we heard, uh, you know, I'm going to start with the second comment because it's sort of appropriate to our discussion because he uh, he called us out a little bit of a spoiler alert because he picked up on you saying uh, when we get into rating Star Trek, he said, wait, did Mike just give away the subject of the next podcast? Uh, Well, it's it's possible that Mike gave away some parts of some things. Uh, that that might be part of our equation. It's not the only thing in our equation moving forward. So uh, we will have we have uh, we have a fair amount in the docket uh, as we move forward. So we will see. Uh, I think what... it's important to point out we had discussed when we started this uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. Now the the initial the initial experiment. If you go back and listen, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we discussed it in the pilot or or thereabouts. Uh, but I can I can bring you back to the dinner I had with Keith, which is one of the last times I saw him in person. Still, uh, that's not true, but it's kind of true. I mean, it's I've seen you more than almost anybody else since the world ended. So but what we decided then was the and the only the only rules for the podcast were or the experiment were mm-hmm. that we were going to see watch every episode of the practice together. And then at the end, at the conclusion, rank the experience and and have some sort of a final project, like it's eighth grade. And right. we are twenty three episodes I can't from achieving it. that goal. I can't. only missing, I think, one week officially for a holiday. I think that's true. Uh, well, I think only one like unplanned week. Yeah, for sure. So, but we've teased subsequently, like we might stay in the David E. Kellyverse, we might do the Boston Legal, we might, we might, we might. We've things, life, art, 
podcasts change, plans change. I don't know if that's we're going there anymore. We talked about Quantum Leap, other shows. There are options on the table that we haven't uh, solidified about those things, but we have. There are new things not in that pool of entertainments that I just discussed that are definitely going to happen uh, at some point. And so I guess we still land undecided on Boston League, although I would say we're probably leaning towards not in this format, at least. What? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we, we have to have our meeting about it. We're doing it live on the air. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, we, well, let me put it this way. We've excluded nothing. Mm-hmm. We have some things that we're definitely going to do, and but we hadn't, and we haven't said no to anything yet. So, we will, uh, we will have. I, to l- say. I'm going to last point before I let you continue. Okay. Uh, I also I can't remember. I think I believe it was actually it was definitely an email we got uh, for a listener who is I think on season three, season four. Um, uh, I can't remember, but this is future me. Uh, by the time you get to this episode, listener. We will have be completed this this project, but as I've said mm-hmm. before, we often are self-deprecating and and comment on our uh, intimate viewership listenership in real time. However, intimate. There are, that's a nice way yes, of putting it. <laughs> there's a good chunk of you who are catching up in the wayback machine, and it's actually very heartening to see that that is happening. And uh, we are so excited for you to continue. We are so thankful to you. And I hope that you take this opportunity wherever you are in the uh, pantheon of episodes of this hours of us talking about. Well, this I'm assuming show. if they're hearing this, they're in season seven, episode twenty-two. You know, Keith, you don't know. They might jump. <laughs> anyway, make sure you check out the uh, the podcast and and check out KME Entertainment on YouTube if you're uh, watching this on YouTube or just listening because we've got other things kicking, and we hope that you enjoy our weird. Uh, delve into middle-agedness, if nothing else, and continue the journey of us talking to each other, because you have nothing better to do with yourself. Yeah, well, it is the most well-documented uh, descent, descent into, into middle men. age that's ever happened. <laughs> All right, so moving us forward, well, Mike waxes eloquent. He's it, 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 we're, we're getting wistful, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I can I can understand it. The episode's called goodbye, you know, mm-hmm. but we're it, we're not ending. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Oh, but so Keith is, guys, the second Keith said that. Last episode, <laughs> uh, talking about Eugene and Jamie's <laughs> Keith, uh, come back to us. relationship happening. Yeah, that is absolutely Uh-oh. heart crushing. We're not, we're, we're not going anywhere. And then he hard froze and disappeared. Are, are, are you still, are we still uh, with us? I don't want to cut the episode because that's just be, creates so much more work for me, but. Let's hope. He, let's see if he can come back. I'm just going to talk to you guys for a second. This is what you all really came for—just me talking to myself. And it's—I don't know what to say. It's scary. But let's just look at Keith. Let's look. <laughs> I got to say, as far as crazy screenshots for someone who froze in the middle of a meeting, this is one of the better ones. It looks pretty good, right? It's, he's got a little bit of a smirk. He's got a, a coy charm to him. All right. This was fun, but I think we've got to do a little editing magic and bring Keith back now. And he's back. Look at that. And magic. He's back. Look at that. Oh, my God. That was so. I think that was you. All right. So uh, so Phoenix was talking about last episode, talking about Eugene and Jamie's relationship. And he makes a very good point. 
He says, uh, Eugene chose to hold back, putting Jamie ahead of his client. I won't get too deep into pathologizing the feelings that could develop from that situation. I'll just say that it can create an artificial feeling of intimacy. So her reaction is to be expected, but I have a problem with Eugene accepting her invitation to dinner. He is her boss. I agree with you. To the audience, it might not look like they have an employer-employee relationship, but in a larger firm, it would be much more obvious. Even in their small office, he trains her. He's had episodes where he mentored her. And as a partner, he has plenty to say over her future. So I really think Eugene would have had more sense than to date her. Uh, very good point. And uh, you point out that, of course, they should have an HR person at that firm, especially that firm. Uh, and uh, he's right because of uh, a little guy we know called uh, Bobby Donald. I got a very big dick. You know, the show might have been better off for, like, exploring, letting some of them have relationships off screen or outside of the office. Like, <clears throat> after seven seasons, it seems insane to me that Eleanor never got a boyfriend or was dating someone, like, off screen or or not that didn't work there or at, at literally anyone else. The only people we've ever dated are murderers or people who are terrible dirt people or... <laughs> that would be... Yes, it would be interesting if they dated anybody not actively perpetrating a crime as they're dating. Yeah, but, uh, you know, TV. Yeah. So. yeah, she dated the dentist who was... Uh, who was doing some sort of a scam and and a serial killer. So, but like, then he Eleanor. got like a hero send-off because he said, I'm sorry I did those dirtbag things and he left. Oh, that was like a third one. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's she's dated a serial killer, a uh, a, a dentist forging medical records, and You know, I retract uh, my comment. Maybe it's bag. best she just stay away from date. <laughs> she just stay single for a while. Work on her. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Raise that baby, baby. Oh, poor Eleanor. Jeez. <laughs> You know, and and poor, yeah, you know, poor Lindsay. I mean, all this, lots of problems, lots of problems. Keith, all right, there won't uh, be problems anymore after what Mike thinks is going to happen this week. Spoiler alert. Oh no. Okay, well, I'm excited about that. But before we do that, we have to hop back into the time machine and talk about once again May fifth, the year two thousand and three, in a segment we call This Day in the Basement. April showers bring. May TDITB. TDIO. Oh, okay. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I taxed every CPU core in my brain for that one. Uh, <laughs> it's like smoke coming out of your headphones. Uh, we'll keep it brief, Keith. We talked about this last week, but I want to say uh, something I, I remember fondly about my last, uh, my last first days in New York City is there's, in, in the moment, being destitute kind of sucked, but... There are sort of rose-tinted glasses as you look back at some of the, the simpler things you used to do. Mm-hmm. I've talked already about the hot and crusty and how I owe them some dollars. So I should probably go back and pay them for sandwiches that I forgot to pay for at the time because of their silly uh, way that they check people out. Whereas they'd like give you the sandwich and then you were supposed to like go to a different counter in the back of the place and pay for it there. But like if you were broken in college, sometimes you didn't. If you're anyway. a criminal, you should have been dating Eleanor. No, I, I'm going to make it right. Anyway, also, there was this place called Big Nick's on the Upper West Side of New York. It was Big Nick's Burger and Pizza Joint, and they had two locations, one up by where I lived on uh, between 77th and 78th Street on Columbus, and then one on 73rd and Broadway, 
Uh, and they were the weirdest places because they had sort of no vibe as to what their sort of identity was as a place, but they were cheap, super, super cheap. And if they weren't open, then you could also always count on the Gray's Papaya, which is a staple in New York. Uh, Big Nick's has, has subsequently closed, I believe in like 2003, they closed shop up. Because they got it. That's right. They got a, like a rent hike of like forty thousand dollars per month. Because right, a course, lot of places left West are just trying to push out old businesses. For it's probably uh, Nordstrom's now or something. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was also a place that still exists in different corners in New York Se- Street, uh, New York City. I believe Seventy Second Street location is still there. It's called the Gray's Papaya. If you don't know, it is still there. Where where it was last time I was there. Gray's Papaya. You can get a smoothie and all kinds of different stuff there, but you can also still fetch yourself a 99-cent hot dog. You sure can. I don't know that you might want to do that, but if you find yourself short on change. They're not bad. I mean, as far as hot dogs go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you can always find yourself, if if you're short on change in New York City, which is often the case because it's expensive to even visit. New York City, right. You can always find yourself a 99-cent hot dog at Grace Papaya. And let me tell you, I lived on them for a few years of my life including May 5th, 2003. Keith? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I tell you, the number one thing I miss about New York City, other than, like, people and love and theater and Food. art, uh, it's dollar pizza. Mm-hmm. I love the dollar pizza. And there was one uh, when our office was still in uh, in Midtown. Uh, there's one on, like, 38th and... And so, like, right at the at the bottom end of Times Square, Dollar Pizza. I used to go in there twice a week and gorge myself on Dollar Pizza at the WeWork. Mm, so yeah, good. Yeah, I it's just like, think I just think. And look, I, I consider myself very privileged because I love my wife, and I I she's not just my wife. We're really good friends, and I I love spending all of my time with her. This you know this crazy past few years of pandemic, as as much trauma as we will all have to kind of work through in the years coming it's been an amazing chance to spend all of my time with the person i love the most and like it makes me laugh and just I, I i love it but you know i i look back at a lot of those early years in new york as a time in my life that you you won't get back which is just hanging out with a, a group of people a tribe of people that you've kind of collated who've all made a crazy decision to go into a crazy business together. And you're just like mm. improv. Everything about life is improvisation at that period of time, financially, artistically, yeah. everything. Yeah. And you're just making it work. Uh, despite in many cases, the sort of chagrin from your family system back home. And that I know that your, your family's a little bit more supportive, mm-hmm. uh, but regardless, you're still striking out. And that you know, everybody in college, I think, has those first few moments where that that freedom and that excitement is something you 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 really don't get back. So I, I look back at it, even though it was it was tough, difficult, very fondly. Yeah, no, it, and I I wish that I had had these the uh, experience that you did, because when I showed up, I was already out of college and I wasn't going into a, a college environment. So I didn't have a circle of people mm, who I was sort mm-hmm. of trapped with immediately uh, with a common interest. And you know how they bond like that. You know, I had I had my two roommates who were my best friends in college, and that was great. And that made it so much easier. Um, but I felt pretty isolated the first couple of years um, 
for all of those reasons, just trying to survive. <laughs> and you're, you're literally just trying to survive those first couple of years. And I think about how low my expenses were at that point. And still, I was just, my God, I just like just eating. Just making sure I could eat was like a thing. Uh, anyway. Yeah, this, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot to that. I mean, the first couple of years in, in New York is just a grind. But, you know, 20, you know, we survived a combined 40-something years there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we did it. So, uh, my This Day in the Basement, I think I teased last week, is uh, pretty cool because it actually applies to this exact episode. I sent an email on May 6th, 2003, the next morning, uh, to my college ex, and uh, the subject header is, re the practice, uh, sniff. I said, did you see the last practice last night? I guess it's still up in the air if they're going to be canceled, but it seemed very much like a final episode last night. Oh, uh, series finale, according to Keith, circa 2003. Well, I mean, I, I, Keith said it exactly right. Like, we don't, it's still up in the air whether they're going to get canceled. But it certainly uh, certainly felt like a series finale. And uh, But I know that uh, my college girlfriend and I, we'd watched, we'd watched the practice together for a lot of college. Um, and so that was, you know, my thing was the practice. Her thing was Ali McBeal. We would watch him every week. And that was like a thing that we, uh, we did together. So it was... Uh, it was appropriate that I would email her uh, after having uh, watched lessons. So clearly, I got out on my uh, on my tube TV and watched it live on the air because uh, you know there's no DVRs back then, and uh, you know I now I or never now or never HD existed at that point. In fact, these were broadcast in HD these last couple seasons. Hulu, what the hell? Uh, but I sure as hell didn't have an HDTV at that point. So I didn't have a TV uh, from the year from 2002 until 2004. I watched zero television. Wow, you must be so much psychologically healthier. Oh, what I'm happened? making up for it now. I know. Like, what happened to your brain? Like, <laughs> you, you should have been doing so well. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So now we have talked a little bit about what's going on with us. It's we talked about it a lot last week, but we're gonna do it again. It's time for the Out of Practice Podcasts This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith and Mike. Okay. The Burlington Free Press continued talking about crowded CBU. Uh, We mentioned that last week. The top movie continued, surprising, because it was only an hour later. It did to be X-Men 2, which took in $40 million. The top song continued to be Get Busy. Sean Paul's Get Busy. This is Robin Adele Anderson's. She has 660,000 subscribers. Good God. We have like 280. <laughs> but we don't cover songs like this. And that's literally only because of Star Trek that we have any of those. <laughs> All right, well, there it is. Now it's time for everybody's 
favorite segment in the entire world. It's time. It's time. It's time, it's time for sports. Ball. sports ball. The New Jersey Hockey Devils won the Stanley Cup, beating the Mighty Ducks in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Legendary goalie Martin Brodeur was great as always. For those of you non-hockey fans, yup, they did name an NHL team after the Disney movie. They've dropped the mighty eventually and are now known just as the Ducks. That's insane. That's insane. It is completely insane that an NHL team was named after the Disney movie. Uh, And their initial uniforms matched the uniforms from Mighty Ducks 1. Uh, And they had the same logo and everything. And... uh, I mean, it certainly got a lot of attention. It came in the same year as the Sharks uh, in Anaheim and San Jose. Uh, it was interesting. But uh, there it is. That's what uh, that's what happened. Now it is time. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. And I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to talk about the damn episode. Okay, folks. The Practice Season 7, Episode 22, Goodbye, was written, of course, by David E. Kelly with Peter Blake, who last wrote on Manifest Necessity. Um, interesting that he he teamed up with somebody for this episode. Uh, and directed by Michael Zinberg, who last directed of the I Sing. Okay, Mike, this is a biggie. Let's hear it. What is that supposed to mean? What's your problem? Is this what happens to women when you insert your penis? What? What? What does Mike think's gonna happen? Yeah, what if he would have drank the curdled milk? Then what would have happened? Keith, at least, at least... One cast member dies this week. Oh, snap. I got my money on Bobby, but I think it could be someone else. You think we're going to kill off Bobby Donald? It, at least. At least. Yes. So so how is it going to happen? How are we going to lose our cast member, possibly members? I think... My gut tells me maybe even Bobby and Lindsay decide to finalize their divorce or something and are murdered in some sort of a giant thing. And then the rest of the firm has to, like, uh, murder she wrote that shit and figure out what happened. And Eleanor ends up taking on Bobby Jr. Wow. So Eleanor, she's going to Wow. I mean, alternatively, I could see Bobby being like, I have to get my shit together, so I'm moving to, like, San Jose. Uh, I I only thought San Jose because you said the Sharks um, in sports ball, so I think that just clouded my memory. But no, I think Do you know the way to that association in Mike's head? Mm -hmm. Or maybe we kill a Jimmy or a... Maybe Lindsay. I mean, Lindsay would be the... the We know Bobby leaves the show only because I know that, but... Lindsay could potentially get killed too. They've they've been so inconsistent with her character. She could be the one who gets the uh, the axe. But I'm sk- I'm sticking with them, keeping it simple. At least at least one main cast member is dead at the end of this episode. Wow, wow, bloodthirsty Mike here. 
Uh, wow, he wants blood. I, I don't uh, want it, but I'm going to get it. No, it seems like that's it. what you're, you're going to get, get it. it. Well, I mean, this is the season of shark jumping. Why wouldn't the blood come from being eaten by a shark? Well, because the sharks have already jumped and they're tired, Keith. So now they just want to feed. Now they <laughs> just want to feed. <laughs> They've been jumping for weeks now. Uh, okay. Well, uh, here it is, folks. If you would like to listen to us, listen to The Practice Season 7, Episode 22. Goodbye. Hop over to your podcasting service of choice. And we will see you back here with the last oopsies of Season 7 on wow. the YouTubes. Season 7, Woo! episode 22, goodbye. When are you coming home, Daddy? Very soon, sweetie. Very soon, okay? Right after I kill Bob. Very soon. Okay, Daddy has to have a meeting now, okay? All right, kiss your mom. Okay. I'll be right in, sweetheart. All right, I think Anna? we should set this up. Come Rather handsome guest star? Guy who's gonna kill Bobby! Okay, Bobby's apparent future murderer is played by none other than Billy Campbell, who you would know from The Rocketeer. Enough, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dra Dracula, Dracula, The Killing Helix once and again. On The Next Generation, he played the outrageous Okona. And was a finalist for the part of William Riker. He was oh. even Gene Roddenberry's choice for Commander William Riker. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. And you, well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, 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 say, no, no, no. Did you know in our Easter egg, I was able to place that body as William Riker? Were <laughs> yep. Just by his posture alone. Yes. Well, uh, spoiler alert, the Easter egg might be or it might be the Riker tear. <laughs> Keith, you didn't see it, folks, but he had a shit-ending grin on because he really liked that uh, idiom. I was play on words really there. proud of that. I was like, <laughs> ah, nailed it. There we go. Season seven. Boom. That's how you do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, our, our person being tried for something, uh, wife is played by Melinda McGraw. From Charmed, Men of a Certain Age, Hank, X-Files, Mad Men, and others. So uh, let's find out what he did. Eight years. Jimmy and Rebecca Eight are years, on this case. Out in five with good behavior. Personally, I think it's a decent offer. Decent? It's decent? For innocent people to plead guilty to murder? Marcy. What would be indecent is for your husband to serve a life sentence. They don't even have a body. How can they possibly prove they that? They got a witness. They got forensics. And let's not kid ourselves. Tom going on the lamb because I knew that they would jump to the conclusion that I did it, Jimmy. Whatever the reason, you ran, Tom. You lived under a false name for almost 10 years. Look, oh, geez. It's your life. It's obviously your call. But given the risk, we think you have to consider the eight years. In which case, by the time I get out, my daughter's 12. And in the meantime, she grows up thinking her dad's a killer. I will not let that happen. If we lose, 
Your daughter grows up without a dad. Forever. Thank you I for being common sense. I am rejecting the offer. It's his right. They turned it, it down? Right. I just got the call. Well, I'd go back with What's five. Up, for a first-degree murder? Gable? Ken, you've got no body. We've won with no bodies before. Look at me. Please, do not let your competitive bile suck out what little remains of your judgment. That's not encouragement, Helen. I thought we agreed to be encouraging with one another. I'm encouraging you to plead this one out. I am not going to let a premeditated murderer get off with five years. That goes against my conscience, not to mention my bile. I do like thus far that, you know what? So it, it's potentially our last episode. Let's let's go old school. Us versus Helen. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's do it, right? Let's go out swinging. Did he say what this was about? Not to me. He's been such a wackadoo these days, it could be about anything. Well, it must be big. He wanted me here. I'm never included in anything. Well, he Great better line. get here fast. We're in trial. Maybe he and Lindsay are getting back together. Why would he have a meeting to say that? Because he's such a wackadoo? Jamie, your attitude has taken a little dip lately. Jamie's attitude? I was just about to comment, you know, un right underneath Lindsay, who I think has got the character assassination, as far as writing is concerned, sucks. Right underneath there is Rebecca, who was like this amazing tour de force and has now been sort of like minimized into this caricature comedian who makes uses weird words and does stupid silly like shit i really have not enjoyed her arc yeah fair what's enough. next they kill her off keith oh bloodthirsty mike <laughs> have you it's noticed jimmy that? jimmy's the last Sorry, man I'm standing late. thanks for coming just in a pool of blood with like a sword i've decided to resign whoa i'll be leaving the firm pretty much immediately Eugene will take over as senior partner. I have 31 minutes left. I know this comes as a shock, but it's just something I feel I have to do. I'll Damn. be here for the next few days to work out logistics so we don't have to say our goodbyes yet. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's I'm all. a little, I mean, I guess it's better than dead. Yet. Wow, okay. A uh, well, great directorial choice there to just kind of cut to black and no score, no reaction. Pretty, yep, pretty good. Yep, let there be silence. What, what the fuck, that? Bobby? It's a long story, Eugene. He's going to sit down. I got time. First, let's deal with First, what? First, let's deal with why. I'm just not happy here anymore, Eugene. Fine. Why? It's nothing personal against any of you. Fine. Well, what is it then? It's just personal stuff. Can we leave it at that? No, no, we can't, Bobby. You see, you and I, we are personal. We've always put it out there. And for something like this, I'm not exactly sure of the why. It probably has something to do with me and Lindsay, but... I mean, Mike... It's more than that. If you if you just like with like Mike, I'm quitting the uh, Keith. You're Mike. I'm Keith. Okay. You're like Keith. I uh uh, uh I'm quitting the podcast. Mm -hmm. I think I'd I'd want it. I'd want an answer. I mean, I can think of a million good reasons to quit this, but I <laughs> <laughs> I would expect you to give me one of them. 
Yeah, and and the stakes are very different, right? Like we have there's there's oh but a couple hundy to like just just to fight over. Our our, biz, our business empire could buy dinner. One. <laughs> you know, a nice dinner at least. A ni- oh, no, a great dinner. Don't I get could me probably wrong. Probably DoorDash something from here to you. Just I, about. I mean, maybe even wine. I'm not. Sh- I'm sure one of uh, our wives could come too. Let's not get crazy. Uh, but in this case, you know, I don't know where the money goes, but they got a lot of money and ask. I mean, they won a lot of money, so there are, leg- and they're also partners. So there's a lot of logistics. But I, but to the point, yes, I think that Bobby owes at least Eugene and Eleanor, uh, probably, well, everybody, you know, some sort of explanation. Uh, I don't know. It probably maybe has something to do with Lindsay isn't really a good one. And I feel like I've hit a wall here. And I feel like I'm going to crash. And I'm I having a mental breakdown works too. need to leave before I become wreckage. You owe us an explanation, Bobby. I just... And I don't mean all of the cliches you've just spewed out. You owe us a reason. I don't... Her name was Rachel Rosenblum. I mean, in some respects, yes, but in some respects, no, right? As long as you do your business, it's your business. I think the issue would be, like, you might owe us a little bit of warning as opposed to, like, the CEO of the company just, like, pieces out in 48 hours or, like, a couple of days, but... What would be like knowing the history of Bobby and stuff? There are some bigger implications than why are you quitting? Like, is there anything we should know about? Are there any like, is there any litigation we should be concerned about? Is there uh, any personal drama we should be on the radar? Are there is there anything you shouldn't tell us? Are either of you are 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 you and or your ex wife up for murder charges again? Because you've both she been tried for murder. Ten years Is there ago. a body in a box she was being 25 delivered later? Years old. They found her blood soaking the rug in her living room, but they never found her body. Now, before you start feeling too sorry for her, let me tell you, Rachel Rosenblum was a murderer herself. Smitty, you got she such a way She killed of words. her husband, who just so happened to be the defendant's brother. And the defendant, well... As the evidence will show, he decided to take the law into his own hands. Before the jury could ever return a verdict in Rachel Rosenblum's trial, Tom Bardos killed her, then dumped her body in the Atlantic Ocean. They've got no evidence that shows that. They can't even prove she's dead. Basically, all they have is the likelihood that Rachel Rosenblum was killed during her own murder trial. And they figure my guy had motive, so he must have done it. Well, he didn't do it. Talk about rush to judgment. Here, they can't even wait to make sure she's dead. He became a fugitive in October 1992, when we were about to arrest him for the murder of his sister-in-law, Rachel Rosenblum. Detective, why was he under suspicion for this murder? Rachel was married to his brother, Adrian Bartos, who she stabbed to death in the summer of 1992. Is that Mike Dicka? What led you to believe Miss Rosenblum that herself had been killed? That is Mick Scriba. She was out on bail. Back as the jury the was deliberating over the weekend, and Ray she Bruto. didn't show up for the verdict, which was a conviction, by the way. Not Ray Abruzzo. I asked if it was Mike Ditka. 
No, I said he's he is he plays the detective who is not Ray oh, Brutzo. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because that, there, there's always Ray Brutzo and then a detective that's not him. We went to her house. And it used to be Grey's there Anatomy. There were signs of a break-in. And there were enormous amounts of her blood in her living room rug. We found one of her teeth under the couch. And there were bloody drag marks into the bathroom tub. We believe her killer cut her body up there so he could carry it out of her house easier. We found one of her teeth and estimated the time of death as tooth hurdy. Anything? <laughs> Did it take you that long to piece it together? Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I wanted you to sit in your shame. Oh, okay. That was, that was not uh, quite the incisor comment you thought it was going to be. Oh, it was wow. used to get rid of the body parts. <laughs> well, come on now. This woman was on trial for murder and facing a conviction. Maybe she faked her death in order to escape prison. We certainly considered that. But Rachel Rosenblum weighed about 130 pounds. She'd have had about 3,500 cubic centimeters of blood in her body. By weighing the rug, we found that she lost at least 1,700 cc's, almost half her blood. And that's not even accounting for evaporation. It's almost impossible to believe she could survive that. And why did you suspect the defendant was involved? First of all, motive. She killed his brother. During the trial, he was extremely worried that she'd be acquitted. What else? Forensic evidence. We found hairs on her living room floor soaked in Rachel's blood. Recent DNA testing show them to be the defendants. This hair you found, Tom used to spend lots of time in that house. It was his brother's house. By his own statement, he hadn't been there in months, and the house was regularly cleaned. Can you positively determine when that hair got into the rug? No. In fact, it could have been there for years before Rachel disappeared. Unlikely. And detective, police records show a series of break-ins in Rachel's neighborhood around the time of her killing. None of which led to anyone being killed. Can you positively rule out she could have been killed by a burglar? It can't be positively ruled out, but the likelihood... Rachel knew she could go away for up to 20 years, correct? That's right. So she had a huge motive to fake her own huge. death. To huge. To keep her from going to jail, didn't she? <clears throat> Is it possible she could bleed herself practically dry and rip out one of her own teeth? Anything's possible. That was Thank answered you. well. No further questions. See, it's super fun to have a cold case. Because this happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Haven't had one of those in a while. Oh, who's going to fake eat today? Oh, here's the date. The date? Who's going to fake eat? Are you going to stew all night? Maybe. I'm going to steak all night. I'm in Is time. this a first date, or do you think this is like a subsequent date? <clears throat> Could I be a dumb blonde for a second and give my unsolicited opinion? Rather than sit there feeling betrayed, you could look at it and say, gee, wow, Bobby picked me as senior partner. What an honor. I don't look at it like that. Wasn't he already acting in that capacity or, anyway? He was. You he could say, was. gee, this firm has been struggling a little. New direction may be in order. Don't look at it like that either. Or you could say, gee, Bobby's my a loose fucking cannon. It's really probably a good, better thing for all of us. And instead of feeling betrayed, maybe I should focus on helping him. 
Nice one, Jamie. Those are all Nailed good it. points. Failing all of the above, you could say, gee, everything she says is so dumb. I'm having dinner with a beautiful, dumb blonde. I bet she must be easy. So many silver linings. And the night is young. I have so many mixed feelings about that monologue she just had there. I mean, only one thing is certain. What's that? I got a very big dick. My Jamie is, is thirsty. 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 Keith, she wants to see his CEO face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rebecca's visiting Bobby. How's the trial going? Okay. Bobby's got his fattest zoot suit tie on. Do you know where you're going? I'm going to open an office. Oh, he's going to keep, stay being a priest. Uh, so a lawyer. Like <laughs> the old days, I guess. Actually, that's a better plot if he wants to join the priesthood. Mm. Heck. It isn't personal. But no, hold on. You just yeah, said but, it was personal. Hold on, though. I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I, 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 this, All of this has been too much. I'm traumatized, but I'm leaving to start my own firm? I want to what? keep doing everything exactly the same, just delete you. all of you. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's what Lindsay did. It didn't It wasn't. Didn't work out for her, but she at least moved next door. Mike, I want to do a, I, I want to, I want to do a podcast about the practice, but, but just, I, just, just everything the same, just minus you. Dude, I'd be so fucking mad. Oh my God, would I be mad? <laughs> you know that. I know that. It's, it's Keith, Jorge, Phoenix. Can I help <laughs> with just anything? not me. <laughs> I still need you to do all no. the tech, though. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need your help. Okay. I just don't want you to be on screen. Just like eighty percent less your voice. Meanwhile, we just talked over a really nice scene. Yeah, hold on. I'm going back. I'm going back. I, I had every intention to do that. It isn't personal. You know that. I know that. Can I help with anything? No. I'm good. Guys, we need a scene to highlight how misused Lisa Gay has been. How underused, yes. But I, I do like highlighting that relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't because really they have, owe they you do an have explanation, a special relationship. Lindsay. How can you say that? You don't even live here anymore. This is a decision I've made about my life. What about income? What about the cost of raising a child? That's why you're here? Money? Yes, Bobby. You damn well know I scratch right now. If this is some ploy to avoid alimony, then what? I... Don't you ever accuse me of doing this to avoid alimony. This is erratic behavior, Bobby. It's you my life. Fine. Live your life. I live next door to Rachel and Adrian. We were friends. How well did you know the defendant, Tom Bardos? Pretty well. He was very close to his brother, so he came around a fair bit. 
Mrs. Wayne, on the day Rachel disappeared, did you notice anything out of the ordinary? It was early in the morning. I was out gardening. This is Lorraine and I Bishop? saw someone in her backyard. I looked through the fence and saw Tom. How is it, Keith, how is it that Lindsay has no money? Well, because she went into... Now, I don't think she has no money. I think she has very little income because her firm is small and just starting I out. I guess I don't understand how these settlements work. Like, I, do we never well, get the money from Big Tobacco? Do we never get the money from the different things? Like, didn't we make millions of dollars? Well, you you get money, but it takes years and years to get, and it's usually negotiated down pretty hard. But I, I'm assuming she has money, obviously, but she just ha doesn't have any income. And she is so she I now has to have to her own space, Did he two spaces. No. He turned and walked away quickly. You're positive. This was the morning she Wait. disappeared. That Quite judge positive. wasn't Lawrence O'Donnell, was it? Called out to him. Did he respond? Oh, I'm sorry. No. He turned and walked away quickly. It is freaking Lawrence O'Donnell! I can't believe what I'm MSNBCing. Yes, indeed. It's Lawrence O'Donnell. Holy crap. Clearly uh, must be buddies with David E. Kelly and decided to come on and do a little cameo here, even though this is not his only acting gig. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, you, of course, know as the host of his own MSNBC show and political commentator, also a speech writer uh, for various politicians uh, in the, I think he was a uh, Al Gore speechwriter. He might have worked with the Clintons. Uh, he was also a producer and writer on the West Wing oh. for a very long time. Uh, he wrote many episodes of the West Wing after uh, Aaron Sorkin left. Uh, he was an actor a couple of times on Big Love and Monk has played himself in many different uh, incarnations of stuff. And the last little piece of trivia here about Lawrence O'Donnell is that he was an extra on an episode of Saturday Night Live in 1986 once. Deep, deep cut. Deep this cut. This was the morning she disappeared. Quite positive. Sigourney Weaver was host. This man you called to, he didn't answer. No. So, so you never heard his voice. To him. No. And... You didn't even see this man's face straight on, did you? I saw a profile. Looking through the slats of a fence. I also recognized his clothing. A black windbreaker in jeans. It was Tom. Any idea how many men in the Boston area own a black windbreaker and jeans? It was Tom. That didn't go so great. It's still all circumstantial, no, no, isn't not it? Not super great. It is. But assuming the jury believes he was there that morning, I wasn't. But if the jury believes it was you and her testimony was persuasive, we can't really explain it. So that gives them motive, your DNA at the scene, and you were seen at her house the morning she disappeared. It isn't good. The point is, the offer of eight might still be on the table. If things should go worse, they could pull it. I want to play it out a little longer. Mm. Ballsy. I have to. So does the episode. It's very early. That's true. We log every flight that takes off and lands. Mr. Bardos took up his plane that afternoon and landed outside Providence, Rhode Island. 
He was on the ground only 30 minutes before flying back. That's a short trip, Mr. Woolrich. Yes, shorter than his usual trips. Mr. Woolrich, did you observe the defendant loading anything into his plane defendant. before he took off? I love that. Yes, I observed him I loading what appeared to be a large defendant. duffel bag into the right. cabin. He struggled with it. It seemed to be very heavy. And did you have an opportunity to observe whether he unloaded the duffel bag after he landed? There was no duffel bag when he came back. Okay, we need to talk about a couple of things up. there. First off, the actor playing that guy is Keith McKechnie. Uh, and before I tell you what he's from, Mike, did you notice his super bloodshot eye? That is the second uh, actor that we've had on the show with a crazy bloodshot eye because there's no makeup for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it happens. It happens, right? What are you going to do? You can only get these guys probably not only did he only have one day to shoot, probably had a, a series of hours to shoot. So I'm, I'm sure. And uh, but, you know, he spent a couple of hours on this episode, but it was not the only episode he spent a couple of hours ago because he was Mr. Mullen in the case of Harlan Bassett. You're not supposed to know this that you've been on the show. Yes, Batch. There it is. And the problem is we have nothing to stack up against it. Could I take the stand? As a character witness. Marcy, until six months ago, you thought your husband's name was Dan Sterling. What kind of character witness would you really be if you Marcy. didn't even know his true identity? Marcy, could I have a second, please? Why? I just need a second with Jimmy and Rebecca. Uh-oh. That's never good. Okay. No. Honey, no, could you, you leave don't. the room? Because I, because look, client or mar marital privilege here would prevent her from being held accountable or anything like if, if so mm -hmm. something here is, is askew. Now, I would also, before we get into this, like to point out his name is Sterling, right? Uh, this is an inside joke because uh, the creator and showrunner of a show called Mr. Sterling that came out this very year, which premiered just a couple of weeks before this episode aired, is created and written by Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh. What's going on? I haven't been totally upfront. Start oh, Josh yeah, well, Brolin and Audra McDonald. Put that together. I think she's alive. Who? Who do you think? Rachel. Rebecca, come on. Rachel? The victim? Yeah. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. You the know audience this is catching up. <laughs> I helped her fake her death and get out of Boston. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That, I that'll do it. I beg your pardon. I was having an affair with her. You time out! <laughs> now listen. Well, we've talked a lot about infidelity on this podcast, Keith, and mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the machinations and the gray area and then this and there that. But rather, 
And look, we've even had people who, to uh, to facilitate their affair, kill their wife and mm-hmm. have to be defended by us. But that's right. Ne'er have we gone to the length of fake our mistress's death and then stand trial for their murder, be staring down eight years to life, and yet still decide to not bring it up until your wife's like, eh, put me on the stand, coach. Like, what? Well, like, it, it is interesting, but I, the, here's the thing that I think is, is amazing. This is the second person on trial for murder who is had an affair with their brother's wife and this time he's on 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 trial for killing his brother's wife although apparently he didn't uh but last time it was superman yes it was who killed his brother in order to have an affair with his brother's wife so just think about that i mean i'm thinking about it right now Neither of my brothers are married. I loved her. That's why I was freaking out at the trial. I was worried she'd be convicted. I was acting angry to cover her. I mean, if the cops had known we were having an affair, they would have used that against her. Okay. Slow down. You were in love with your brother's wife? My brother was a bastard. He used to beat her when he had a few beers in him, which was practically every night. I was going to take her away from him. And he found out and came at her. And that is why she stabbed him. In self-defense. You should have mentioned that when she was on trial for murder, man. I don't know. Well, she was on trial for murder. Wait, 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 wait. We lived together for about eight months under separate identities. After which she split. Given she was convicted in Adrian's murder, I don't, I don't figure her to be coming back. It's so underhanded, man. It's like writing a musical under a pseudonym. <laughs> Who would do that? An atheist. Can you send my wife in now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the only like show I've her. written under a pseudonym. Keith, don't you like when we do inside jokes do you in a podcast him? no one listens no, to? No, Actually, no. I do. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds. They faked her it death. stays inside. So she could escape prison. The question is, do we let him get on the stand and tell his story? Well, it's risky. But if we believed him, so you might think? the jury. And at this point, we've got nothing to lose. Why didn't he come forward with this before? Good question. He probably figured nobody would swallow it. Which is maybe why you don't let him testify. Look, uh, we gotta get back, Eugene. What's this meeting about? It's about Bobby, or this firm without Bobby. Whether he changes his mind or not, right now it seems made up, which means we need to get used to life quickly around here without him. Eleanor and I have formed an ad hoc management committee. We will be deciding whether to accept or reject cases that's effective immediately. Wait a second. We can't do it by committee, Jimmy. And truth be told, you're the biggest offender for taking dogs. Hey! On a more positive note, we've elected you to be a full partner. Oh. Finally! Who elected? Well, with my two votes and Eleanor's one, we didn't need yours. Though I'm sure you would have given it to us. Is this how you plan to run the ship, Eugene? Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Here's the biggie. If If Bobby's gone... Get a vote? 
I say we get Lindsay back. Excuse me? She wasn't leaving us so much as she was him, and Whoa. she has the best civil reputation of all of us. If you bring her in, Bobby will never come back. We can't be held hostage by Bobby's midlife meltdown, Rebecca. We have to be decisive now. And yes, this is how I plan to lead. By having a partners meeting without all your all partners. All in favor that of extending such a dick to Lindsay. Including adding another partner without including Rebecca. I would be so Good. pissed if I were Rebecca. Well, because that, How that hostile affects is everybody's that? financials, it's not hostile. right? You plan it affects to everybody's everything. She's You're not the whole point of being here, a partner is you make decisions what, what matters is getting a deliberate slap a three -way in the face fight right somebody now. Try a punch in the gut. That's what you did. I made a decision. So did I. In the best interest of this firm. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you did that? You, you know, need to move on, Bobby. Everybody well, so in this we. firm, and I'm not, I'm not judging it. I'm, I'm, I'm just commenting. Everybody in this firm, not everybody, but often people make decisions without consulting anyone, but then want to be butthurt that other people do the same. It's, it's. No, it's, it's, it's totally true. It's secular. Like, Bobby, you want to quit, but not just like, I want to plan my resignation for a few months and then go through the processes, right? No, he's like, I, I got a couple days and then I'm out. I don't owe you an explanation. And then demands an explanation when Eugene makes some moves. Now, Eugene's moves include making moves behind everybody's back or just not telling them until after the fact, and that's its own <laughs> Telling thing. everybody except for Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, Rebe you but know what yes. Rebecca should do? Rebecca should be like, I'm out. First of I'm all, out. she should do that Go anyway because you don't use me on the fucking television show. So I mm -hmm. imagine Lisa mm -hmm. Gay's agent should probably has better things for her to do too, but that's neither here nor there. And if you really do care about our future... You better hope to God we- Lisa Gay should quit the show on camera, and they're like, you know what? That was a good take. Let's just use it. <laughs> Do a spinoff with Bobby. the best available lawyer out there. Yeah, walk out. Just keep walking outdoors. This is the thanks I get for giving the firm to you? Thanks for what? For leaving? All right, that's enough. Ten years. Yeah, Lucy. I put in this firm with you by your side, and not just to build a practice of law. Ten years. And I got you out of jail and your wife. Thanks for nothing. That's true. You both could and probably should be rotting I in jail right way, now. Way, way too many changes going on right now to even consider this. What was his explanation for wanting to bring Lindsay back in, though? Because she's good? Well, yeah, because she's good and primarily because she's brings in a lot of money in her civil cases. I'm flattered, but... Might you consider it? Down the road, so. We're serious about developing our civil practice here, Lindsay. We'd like you to do it. What about her girl, though? You gotta bring your teammate in. If I were to even entertain the idea, Claire comes with me. There you go. She has a name. We'd love to have her. Well, like I said, I can't think about any more change right now. But, um... Are you Only. okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, um... I feel a little, uh, adrift. I guess the idea of coming home... I, um... Then do that, Lindsay. Come back home. Keith can't come back home if I gotta go. she's dead. Okay. 
Mm, if the shark finally gets her. The tired shark who's just eating. Or, Keith, roll that old conspiracy bumper theory. Oh, crap. We haven't done that in a long time. It's going to take me about as long as it takes. <laughs> but it, 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 it. Wait, no, it's hold worth on. It, Maybe man. It's... Here it is. Ah. Conspiracy theory. Well, that's an OG one, man. That's like. Yes, it is. That's, that's season one. What if, Keith? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little late in the episode, but fuck it. What if Bobby's anger overtakes him and Bobby actually kills Lindsay? They're both off the show. Whoa. That would be a really rough way to take out the character we've been watching this whole I feel time. like your email to your girlfriend would have been more demonstrative if that were the case. <laughs> Bobby killed everyone with a chainsaw? We knew about the break-ins in the neighborhood. We wanted it to seem like she had surprised the burglar. He killed her and hid the body. What about all the blood? Rachel used to work as a nurse. She'd taken blood many times. We wanted it to look good. So she started taking vials of her own blood for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> we kept it Smart. in her refrigerator. And when we had enough. And her teeth? She had some anesthetic she, she took from the hospital. We injected it in her gums. See, and pulled out one of her back teeth with a pair of pliers. I love the sort she of like organization herself? of this. If we hadn't made it look like she was really dead. And the airplane trip. Helping her escape. I flew her up to Providence, dropped her off, and came back. So she was actually in the duffel bag. But alive. She took a bus from Providence to Atlanta. I was going to wait until things cooled down, then I was going to move out of town and join her. But basically, I blew it. The neighbors saw me. I, I didn't even know about DNA, my hairs, and her blood. And then when the police phoned, I knew I was about to get arrested, so I, I took off and joined her. Then what? We hid out together for about eight months, paying in cash, staying in motels. We kept entirely to ourselves. We, we moved every week. And then one day she couldn't take it anymore, and she left me. And I never saw her again. When was that? Nine plus years ago. I got a new ID, a new name, started getting regular work in telecom. Uh, and five years ago, I settled outside of Los Angeles. And a year later, I met my wife, Marcy. We worked together at the phone company. We have a beautiful baby daughter, Tom. Billy Campbell is a you very sat credible. On this lie for nine plus years. He's doing a good job making me believe. I know it. I should never have helped Rachel escape. I know it now, and I am sorry. I should be condemned for that behavior, but I did not kill her. She is out there somewhere. Thank you. Good job being an extra, Lawrence O'Donnell. Objection. I'm, I'm sorry, but I thought I'd seen and heard it all. Objection. Sustained. It's the truth. It's the truth. What you just said? Yes. Well, then. Where is I dropped the charges. Mr. Walsh. Show me a photograph of the two of you together taken after she disappeared. That would be a help. 
We didn't take any pictures. Not one? We were fugitives, Mr. Walsh. We were a little camera shy. How about a witness? Someone who saw her alive. You were together for eight months. Someone must have seen you. A motel clerk, a waiter. You must have some evidence to show you were having an affair with her. The point of an affair is that it's secret. Not if you're You Bobby. ripped out Rachel's teeth with pliers and stored vials of her blood in her refrigerator? Yes. Got the pliers? The empty anesthetic jars? You're asking me for evidence we were deliberately trying to get rid of. So basically, all we've got to go on here is your good word. Yes. You admit lying to the police about your relationship with the victim? Yes. Lying about your very name for 10 years? I had to. Lying even to your own wife? Yes. But now, when you're looking at 20 years behind bars, now, we should believe you. I actually think that this hurt his case more than helped it. Because that was an excellent cross. It was a good cross, but... Uh, yeah, no, no, it's tough. Is eight still it's on sort the table? Fantastical, no. but also sort of I like tracks what his story is, too. Walsh laughed. Do you have any idea as to where Rachel could possibly be? If we can show she's alive, did she ever mention a favorite town or, or a place she'd like to go? I don't remember anything. But I don't really want to lead them to her anyway. Sorry? I just don't. Look, I started a new life and she probably did too. She likely has a family, and I don't want to put her through what I'm going through right now. Uh... Are you serious? You have sacrificed everything for this woman. Marcy, could you excuse us again? Marcy's like, no! <laughs> Marcy, I want to please. stay in the goddamn room. I need to have a conversation with I'm afraid to leave client. ever now. Like, I'm never pooping again, because every time I do, something crazy happens. You know where she is, don't you? There you go. Rebecca's instincts real good. So why is it in every personal matter in the office we she's got to be a bumbling fool? Very good question. Network said we needed a How comedic can you beat. Sit quiet. You're about because I love her. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I know it's sick, but I do. I still love her, and she's still. She's still what? Got my child. She still loves you. Are you two still together? No. Look, all we need is evidence she's alive. She doesn't need to come forward. If the police become convinced that she is alive, they will hunt her down. And I won't let her... Mrs. Privilege, you can't tell Marcy any of this. Tom, if Rachel loves you as you say, Jimmy, I will not let her come forward. What an idiot. Yeah, she must have been pretty magical. Like... In the sack? I'm so incredibly sorry. In some way, because... I know how difficult it's like, this must oh, be for you. It's like, oh, you're my brother's wife, A. Am I coming to you screaming B. about money or... It, 
was just out of line. Et cetera, et cetera. And I apologize. Bobby and Lindsay are having a rational conversation. That hadn't been said. Do not walk out on these people without talking to them, Bobby. They love you. Despite It's very little you've done first, to earn it. Fundamentally, always, is you. God damn it, Bobby, I still love you too. Mike and Deglio says. <laughs> and you too, Lindsay, don't you walk out on me. I guess I just don't get the depth of your hurt here. I mean, he's quitting a job, not a friendship. Our relationship was the job. If you really believed that, you wouldn't feel so betrayed. So Jamie and Eugene are having this conversation in his car, I'm assuming outside of her apartment? Would make sense, yep. So interesting. I've been seeing the man almost every day for my entire adult life, Jamie. When he leaves, we won't be seeing each other. I mean, we'll talk a good game. Let's get together, let's grab a beer, but that won't happen. It'll be over. Have you ever you wondered podcast, if Eugene. you're able to sustain mm, a relationship outside of work? I mean, maybe Bobby won't be much good at it. He failed with Lindsay, but I think it's your- Keith, can you imagine this podcast, but instead of you and me, it's Steve Harris and Dylan doing it? Oh my God, that would be so much better. I just canceled us. <laughs> your track record that scares you so. I'm able to have a relationship outside of work. Really? When's the last time? I believe I'm having one now. But you're not, though. Well, I can't be sure. But I well, think... This is where they make out. actually just said something nice. Did he, though? Nice. I'm capable of that, too. <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Just kiss her, man. If we're gonna do this, let's do this. Bang! Boom! The car blows up. Mike wants a body count. Mike's wants a body count. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Now they're going for it. You gotta help me make sense of this, Tom. You could spend the rest of your life in prison. I love her, Jimmy. So does he really love his wife? Don't get me wrong. Think... I love Marcy too. We have a oh, he loved her we have a nice family. Yes, you have a daughter who needs to grow up with a father. If Rachel could just reveal she's alive without she has a murder conviction hanging over her, I'd find not her. necessarily. If... I said no, Jimmy, and I mean no. I am willing to go down for her. And if you can't understand how a person could love somebody enough to do that, well, that's just too bad for you, I guess. Weird Did he say what this one was about? I didn't question him. Because you were just happy to be invited. Exactly. What's he doing? He's closing. Hey. 
Thanks for coming in again. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a better setup for. It's closing time. Time to put your kids Career. Ladies and gentlemen, perhaps for the final time on the practice. My God, I got literally human sad when I said that. <laughs> oh. Bobby Donald. Eugene, Lindsay, I guess everybody feels I owe an explanation. But it presumes I have one when. All I can tell you is I, I basically grew up in a big firm. You all know this. My dad was a custodian in one of those blue chip offices across the street. And I wanted to be like those lawyers. And all the while, I hated them for the way they treated my father. And I suppose I've been caught in that paradox, wanting to become the monster I hated. Started off solo, just me with Rebecca as my assistant, vowing to myself to make my firm into the one across the street. And to a large extent, I've done that. I work with a group, the finest group of lawyers I could ever imagine. But at the end of the day, I just can't go to work across the street anymore. I need to be alone. Taking cases I want to take. I love each and every one of you. Eugene, Eleanor, Jimmy, you are my best friends. Rebecca, I won't even begin to describe how I feel about you, and I don't think I have to. Well, it'd be nice, but okay. Lucy, you've been my you. daughter. That obnoxious one. Once? And Jamie, I'm only at the beginning of getting to know you. But, but I'm going to cut it off right here at the balls. I got to go. I gots to go. I wish I could offer a more satisfactory answer than... The network wants me out. I've been very destructive lately. Breaking free of my marriage when what maybe I really wanted was to just break free. I want to break free. But some days you wake up and you just know. It's time. I gotta go. Love you. I mean, it's a great I mean, obviously everyone, this is Meaningful for everybody. 
do, so they do the, so they don't know if they've been canceled though. No. As actors, okay. So you like you, they must have read the script and been like, okay, guys, well. And just uh. They're gonna shake hands. Put it air. Love you too, man. That's awesome. What's going on? Well, Kenneth asked me to be here because he's unable to talk. What do you mean he's unable to talk? He's too upset. Last <laughs> night he received in the mail this bottle with an anonymous note asking him to run it for Prince, which he did. We lifted three fresh prints belonging to Rachel Rosenblum. As you can see, this is a fairly new bottle, which so means at least alive. as of three months ago, the supposed victim was alive. Accordingly, the prosecution has no choice but to dismiss the complaint. Oh, I can't wait to see what the now, big twisty twist I've is. Now, I've tried to tell Kenneth this is a good thing. A terrible miscarriage of justice has been avoided, but, well, he refuses to see it that way. In any event, <laughs> see, your this is a good is comedic beat. Now he will face charges of obstruction of justice for faking this woman's death. Yeah, they, they still do frown on that. It's over. On the murder charge. On the other, they'll prosecute. Well, we're pretty screwed on that one, but. What did they say? How much time I get? No, faking a person's death, I'd have to look it up. You might make bail. I can't believe she sent it in. I, I, I can't believe it. I don't think she did. But hey, let's ask her. Did you oh, send it in, shit. Rachel? I detected the resemblance right away, but thought men just fall for a certain look. It's not surprising you should look a little like his last love. But they then got me, Keith. They got me. I started to look closer. That's why he didn't want her on the stand. Weight, That's right. Plastic surgery, new nose, new hair. But most of it's still there. What are you talking about? Jimmy. Dumb dumb till Meet the end. Rachel Rosenbloom, <laughs> Jimmy. The reason Tom didn't want to give her up, she's the mother of his child. I sent the bottle in. Yeah, Rebecca. You drank out of it yesterday. Fuck. That is privilege. You're my lawyer. I'm his lawyer, not yours. You're Rachel. Way to catch up, Jimmy. So are they gonna prosecute her now? What are you gonna do? Enough of this does fall within his privilege. Your secret's safe. You, on the other hand, might not be. Your wife kills husbands. But you knew that. She killed a husband who abused her, possibly for self-defense. I mean, she was on a roll. Let's let her have a minute. 
Everyone said you left hours ago. Yeah. I hope he finds the old spare tire, Keith, just to close the loop. Do just, this. Just carries it out with him. <laughs> okay. I haven't been able to drive in seven years. Bobby, you basically now have nowhere to call home. I mean, maybe that's what you want. But uh, before you adjourn to your big empty world, let me buy you a drink. We're buddies now. Okay. I'll wait outside. Keith, we have to have the scene like Cheers, where we all we look around one last time. Well, duh. You're being all flippant, but you're all sad. I see you. I'm like, maybe they'll get back together. <laughs> Just make it right for me. Oh, they're Flashback flashing back. Flashback to season one. Look at his fucking collar. Big suit jacket. I take it you won. This is good. Good? I didn't go to law school to put drug dealers back on the street. The criminal practice helps us to pay the rent. It allows rent? us Rent? We're late with the rent. We don't even have a conference table. We'll never build civil. The last blue chip I brought in tripped over a box. Now he's suing us. This is a dump. You don't think I want us in one of those high-rise buildings? We'll get there five years from now. Nice lobby, spacious offices. Come on, it's gonna be us. Okay. That was their best flashback use ever on the show. Yeah, because it was like real. Didn't get much of an upgrade, but they did a little good. I'm shutting down the practice. Get your resumes out there. I'll try to string out three more weeks. Yeah, fine. You have a suppression hearing scheduled in 12 minutes. You see this? Huh? Eviction notice. These are the kinds of things that happen when you can't make the rent, which is the kind of thing you can't make when clients don't pay. Are we anywhere close to a settlement on the Fan, fan. Please tell me. Huh. Right. We shut down again. Oh, that's nice. Any decaf, I'm man? serious. I've had it. We can't keep Miss juggling these like scenes. this. You haven't had it. Don't tell me you've had it when you haven't had it. I've had so it. So many fans. I mean, a lot of fans. So many fans. Where's this going, Keith? Is it just bye? It's just bye, isn't it? Goodbye. The episode's called Goodbye. It could still blow up. <laughs> Keith, I can't deal with my emotions head on. Lights are turned off. Come on, is that it? That can't be it! Is that it? Is that the slow fade to black? That is. That's it. I don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> well, I I know. Well, we're going to process all of your feelings and all of your emotions back on the YouTubes. And we are back, baby. Woo. Mike, we just turned the lights out. Uh I, we have we have a lot to talk about. Nobody died, we, but we have I, a lot I do of emotions like to it. process. Yeah. Um. But be uh, before we process all these emotions, why don't you 
let us remind us what happened in two segments, beginning with... Mm, two, three, four. Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Segment! 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 segment. Guys, Bobby comes out of nowhere and says, I'm out. And then everybody's like, why? And... Rebecca finally gets to do a case with Jimmy and they're they're like defending this guy who's this lover is dead but it turns out she ain't dead. She's just been hiding in plain sight and then like Rebecca reads them the riot act but then they both kind of get away with it anyway. And then Bobby just like says he loves everybody and then like closes the door. And that's that. Yeah. Do it again. Fewer syllables. Bobby has to go. Fake a death to hide a bang. We all make choices. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We all we all do. And uh, now it is time for us to choose to do a fake awards show before we wrap up season seven. Ladies and gentlemen. The Out of Practice Podcast, in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions, proudly present... Oopsie! The Oopsies! Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and being Tom Brady. Not to mention, this is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike! What the hell are the oopsies? Well, Jackie, they're a fake awards show that this week will begin with... Most Valuable Well, I mean... I mean, I guess it's 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 fucking Columbo Rebecca, right? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rebecca was like on top of this the whole time. She was on her shit. She got it dead. She got sort of justice done. You know, she got her client off who actually didn't murder the lady. Yeah. And, and she uh, threw in sort of like a scolding to boot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And like, she that's... really pissed off Schmitovich, which we really enjoy. Which is which is delightful because you know that's always fun. So I mean, there it is, Rebecca. You are the MVL of this episode. Coming up next, it's our last time to dance before the season. Oopsies. Already famous because you've been on TV, getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Forgot the choreography. Way to go! And you're the best guest actor. Any reason why we were doing it so fast? Uh, we were doing double time for uh, for, any for season seven. Oh, okay. Just cause? Just, is there any answer to anything that we do that isn't cause? Hey, you know what? I want to give it this week to... Oh, that's not fair. I want to give it to Schmitty because, you know, 
he deserved the accolades, even though he wasn't a full-time... He was in the credits for a little while, wasn't he? No, he never was. Never was. Oh, well, he deserved to be. And he, he got to... Somehow he was able to act his way from, like, good character to, like, weird, evil villain back to, like, fun, funny character. Right. right that's right. He, he went from, like, uh, typical DA to super villain antagonist to comedic relief. Not everybody yep. can thread that needle, Keith. No, no, not everybody can. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I see that. I get that. I'm gonna give mine to Billy Campbell because he did he did a great job. Yeah. Um, he had to uh, be very sort of emotionally vulnerable to sort of lie truth his way through that, and I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, so, actually, one of the better twisty twists because just I'm not gonna give her up. Like, even though he played that well, and I could buy it, I felt. I felt stupid, like what a dumb choice. But and then the it way made they, sense. yeah, it made sense. That was that was like good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to talk more about the twisty twist in the tires. Uh, but now it is time to move forward too. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear run down your face. You're the best, best actor, actor on, on the show. The show. Guys, it's it's Dylan McDermott in in if not his last episode. I, I mean, it would be weird to bring him back next season to like to then have him leave the show again. I, I don't understand. Like, although I would imagine maybe we see him as a guest next year. Like, it didn't kill him off or anything like that. And I know there's a season next. <laughs> I know there's a season <laughs> eight. Right, they get a full run. So, but I think this is probably his last time as a as an. Uh, full credited actor on the on the series it definitely felt that way at least i would write that in my email to my girlfriend yeah um, mm. and you know we got to we got to see dylan do what dylan does right and it's not just flirt which often we tease about he really can bring the performance and i think you know they gave him a tough choice in having to articulate feelings that he wasn't as a character even sure about and yet it was it was totally grounded and totally believable and even in that last beat with Lindsay, and I think his relationship with Lindsay has been the most uneven, especially this season. Really, just like even in this episode, at one point it's super volatile, and then at the end, there's this tenderness. Although that that that, that made sense to me for that long. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Absol- yeah. absolutely. But I just mean, you know, when you're filming things asynchronously, it's not always easy to make it feel in the moment and. This did, especially the last ten minutes. I really felt like Dylan did some of his best work, and the scene, even the little little teeny bits with Eugene, the, just the hug and the handshake, the the scene with Rebecca, which was brief. He didn't really have him with Eleanor, it, but they gave him a little moment in that in that boardroom scene. Anyway, I just, uh, you know, any issues I've had with Bobby have been with the character of Bobby. They've never been with Dylan. And I think it's worth noting that despite some rocky ups and downs with the character arc. And there have been that for every character, but specifically Lindsay and Bobby. And I think Kelly Williams and and Dylan have done just great work. There's no doubt in my mind why Dylan went on to have such a great career after this, mm-hmm. this opportunity. And uh, I guess we're going to give him his maybe last oopsie here. Yeah, well, I I agree with you. I mean, it's obviously Dylan's episode, and he did uh, did a great job. I mean, uh, it's 
it's it's such a, an abbreviated final arc for him. <laughs> you know, if if this is the end, then. Um, but at least it was addressed in his performance and in the writing of it. And, you know, I, I can certainly think of practical reasons why it was that way. Um, but he did a great job. Is it time I mean, to talk about like what was happening or do you have a plan when you can talk to me? I, I have a plan. We're not okay. going to talk about it quite yet. Um, but yes, uh, Dylan wins. So I shouldn't Google yet. No, no, do not Google. Okay. Stay off the Google. Jesus. It's been tough uh, because I've been really curious. I know. So congratulations, Dylan McDermott. Uh, it is time for another, you know, there is goodbyes. some... A lot of goodbyes. There's some synchronicity happening here because it's official. Uh, who else is closing down the office? The Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. Keith, are we retiring the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, it, it would seem to make sense. That uh, Tom stuck around for longer than was welcome, and so did the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. But you know, we all, even the goats, have to hang it up at some point. Maybe we'll see. All right, so we'll see. But in the event that this is it, mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the winner of the Tom Brady Award for time being Tom Brady, potentially for the last time, mm -hmm. is partner Brady. And what I would love to see, Keith, is Bobby and Tom. Arm in arm, heading off into the sunset, opening their firm somewhere in the great beyond. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, congratulations, partner Brady, riding off into the sunset with Dylan McDermott, wins the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. All right. Mike, for the final time of season seven, it is time to hand out some. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. You know, I'm, I feel a lot of ways because I, I liked the case quite a bit. I thought the cold case was interesting, turning out to not be a cold case. I thought the, the, it was infuriating for us and for the, the, the team as to why he wouldn't just like let us know where she was at. And I thought the twist was, at least it fooled me, and I thought it was pretty satisfying. Um, so it was cool. So I, I thought that it, you know, it was um, it was firing on 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 all cylinders, and I thought it gave the case enough time because it clearly mm -hmm. had the episode clearly had another huge task in seeing Bobby out, and you know, there's no way you can do that. I mean, he is the at least as it began the central figure of the series, and you're you're finding a way to, to to write him out now at the time see we have the luxury of knowing it's not the last season you didn't and i'm clear to I hear about you and you in real time because as a series finale this would have been very unsatisfying to me and uh it also would have been curious as to why they had such sort of like a straight case as part of it like i would have just probably but it's not so I, i'm not even going to speculate i i would say as an episode if we're writing Dylan out, or if we're at least cliffhanging into season eight, if we're writing Dil Dylan out, or what happens, that's a pretty good cliffhanger. It did have an air of finality to it, more than cliffhanger. So that's, I think, what would be confusing as a viewer. But as an episode, look, what this what this show has done when it's, when it's at its best 
is it doesn't always give you easy answers. It tackles complicated feelings and arcs, and this is complicated. And I think I actually enjoy that Bobby doesn't have a, a set plan. He just recognizes that he's becoming something he doesn't like and that he's created something that he is afraid of or can't be a part of, even though he respects it and loves it, and he, he articulates that the best he can. And I understand even why he didn't want to articulate it up front. And I like that he like is consistent with the Bobby character. He had to be led back to, you have to express your emotions. These people have, er, de deserve it and have earned it. And he recognizes that. And that scene in the boardroom felt like the best of Bobby and was was satisfying emotionally and it was impactful emotionally to me I, I just and I, I'll tell you what what got me more than that was the flashback scenes which is so crazy to say because we always hate the flashbacks in this show right but this right. felt like a good youth you you use to see their youth and where the the where the origin of the Bobby Lindsay character was and kind of where they started and where they are now and you know, whether or not it was right to kind of have them have a relationship as far as storytelling goes, that's something we can discuss when it's all said and done, but that's what happened, and it was a complicated tale, and this was a complicated tale, and I thought that this was handled really well. Enjoyment doesn't always supersede impact, and this emotionally impacted me because what I think Dylan, uh, David banked on which was smart, is regardless of what was happening behind the scenes, viewers who are here, right, that made it to season seven, episode 22, have developed an affinity and a relationship with these characters yeah. that he could rely on to sort of take out the need for Bobby to have to explain his feelings because we sort of were in the same, in his shoes, which was a unique place to be. And so we kind of understood in many ways. So they could use the shortcut of Bobby just saying to Rebecca, I'm not even going to begin to describe my feelings because we know. We, we, we sort of have them too. So I thought there was a lot of... I liked that David was able to use... to, to, to nod to the viewers like us who kind of were along for the ride. Um, like I said, not satisfying per se, but but that sort of symbolizes what the show is in many ways, which isn't where we were even a couple seasons ago. So that all said, I, I think this is one of the strongest episodes of the season, and I'm going to reward it, uh, Maybe and maybe I'm bell-curving it slightly because I know we've been, even episodes we don't like, we haven't really been ranking very low. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 9.35 spare tires to close her down. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, all right. So I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to format my uh, what I'm going to say here. Uh, first off, I agree with you. I think it's definitely one of the stronger episodes of this season. Um, I agree with you that the uh, the case was fun. Um, I I I mean, yes, it's twisty twist, but this feels like a good version of it. Mm. Where it all sort of tracked to me. I wasn't ahead of it, which I appreciated. Um, and it was uh, it was well performed. I liked that Rebecca got her moment to to sort of nail that. Um, so that was so that was fun. I was I was like, yeah. Um, I liked that. 
you know, and the the Bobby of it all, I think it was emotionally satisfying if rushed. And I, I think it's rushed because uh, they had not mapped out the end of the season to close out the series. Mm-hmm. The 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 fact that they were on the bubble was sort of late breaking. Um, so I don't think, uh, you know, I think like, oh shit, uh, we might only have two episodes left. What do we do? So I imagine that there was some rewriting that happened to fit that in mm-hmm. uh, time-wise. So and they leave themselves of... space, right? So like in the event we are renewed, we can still use Dylan. Right. And we can, just like they did with Kelly, she left the firm at one point. Or, right, uh, they didn't Lindsay. kill everybody off. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, which you would have done, uh, but you would you would have been just mad at the network, you know, yeah. for uh, for moving them to Monday nights, and then of course their of course their ratings dropped. Duh, you know what are you gonna do? Football. Uh, so, uh, so those of you watching who who know what's going on probably have to figure out like how's Keith gonna do this, and here is how I'm going to do this, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to announce without uh, without officially giving away uh, whether or not there might be a cameo or two later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a series wrap on Dylan McDermott. Thank you. Uh, Mike, do you have any, any final thoughts for Dylan? Um, a goddamn legend. Um, just a goddamn legend. Thank you for your yeah. work. Thank you for your work, Thank you for your work. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's sad, but there it is. Uh, Keith, I think I would... you, you want to go the other way. You're, you're completely obscuring Dylan's oh, face. Oh, you're right, you're right. You okay, go. sorry. So, uh, I hate to do it. This is also a series wrap on Kyler Lee. No! We barely knew you, Kyler! That is, uh, we, we never even got a final episode. She didn't but, even puke uh, once. You didn't puke once. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry to announce this is a series wrap on Lara no! Flynn Boyle. No! As Helen Gamble. Oh no, I wasn't ready. You should have prepared me for this, man. I wasn't ready for this. Okay, all right. So there there it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to announce. No, there's more. Don't this, do it. Don't do it. This is a series wrap on Marla Sokolov no! as Lucy Hatcher. What are we doing? <laughs> they can't all have jobs. I'm getting mad now. I went for this. I'm, you're, okay. This all right. is rough. This is rough. The music's is, still playing. Don't you, music is still don't playing. you toy with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a series wrap and we, we can on no! Lisa Gay Hamilton. God damn it. What are you doing? I thought we were just adding Spader. You kill everybody else is gone? This is tough, man. This is really tough. All right. Well, okay. That was it. Well, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, I There's- regret to announce <laughs> this is a series wrap. Don't tell me. Don't you say it's... No! I'm Kelly Williams. Who's left? 
I'm happy to announce that is the end of our series wraps. So, Michael, now let me just give you a moment to react to what just had got announced. I mean, I need to know all the drama next week. I mean, I guess at the sea, I need to know what's going on because I don't get it. I don't even understand how you can do that. Like that was a good write. I could understand Dylan. You write that was a good write off, or at least it made sense now. But like, can they go off and have a drink? That's the last we see of fucking Lindsay. The she doesn't recap, come back to the firm. Should they invite recap, her back? That is a series wrap on Dylan McDermott, Kyler Lee, Lara Flynn Boyle. Marla Sokolov, Lisa Gay Hamilton, and Kelly Williams. It actually makes the line where Lucy in the boardroom says, well, at least they invited me to the meeting. Actually really funny in retrospect um, and sad. And also, I mean, I guess Lisa Gay, they weren't using her well. And so she got a good case at the end, I guess. Uh, but who's, what other DAs are there? Like, who are, what's going to There's They got to hire somebody. Cause so of our original cast... Next season, we're going to have Steve Harris, Cameron Mannheim, and Michael Badalucco. That's it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's like at the end of Avengers Endgame when they're like, okay, don't worry, the Avengers continue, but it's just all new people. But they're all dead. So, yeah, I mean, I've been holding on to this for seven seasons. They write, everybody leaves at the end of season seven. Yeah. Almost everybody leaves. It's got to be contract stuff, right? I mean, clearly. They must take other gigs. Because uh, they think the C-Series is over? No, it's budget. The it's the whole cast! ABC set came back after season seven. So, like, you're canceled. Or you can continue at half of your budget. So you write off the main characters? You. That's where all the money is. All the money's going to the cast. They, it was a very expensive show cast-wise, and so the only way they could continue is to uh, fire almost everybody. So, oh, I can't wait to talk about why they end up bringing Denny, because like, you bring in a huge name like Shatner at some point, but then you're like, but for a new series. But it's the same, but it's different. Well, right. I, I, oh, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but other, I can say that Shatner was never a main cast member of the practice. So it's sort of like just rebranding, right? That they're like, well, we can't. The practice was kind of fledgling in the ratings, but we can we can take what we've kind of got left and build a new show. Well, they it. spun off. I mean, so yeah. after season eight, they Sorry, spun okay, off honey. into Jen, a separate. Jen's show. like, what? Why was there drama in here? <laughs> You'll find out tomorrow, honey. Yeah, Jeez. make make her make her watch it. Oof! I don't even know how I feel right now. I'm this. It's Monday. I got to work after. I got a whole shit ton of stuff to do, and I feel like I, somebody just broke up with me. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it, it, it's so hard to take. So next season's gonna be weird, man. Next season's gonna be weird. It is gonna be weird. It's, I mean, it's a huge. I mean, it's 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 almost. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's really hard to to wrap your head around, even twenty something years later, that that is is what's uh, what happened here. At this here. point, do you do they they don't know it then? Like when they're filming this, they, they don't know that that's. I don't about think to so. No, I don't wow. think so. Wow. So they so, probably think they're either out of job. Well, they probably think they're out of job anyway. Right. Right. But. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Holy shit, that really took me for a loop. Yeah, so holy shit indeed. Uh, so that yeah. really is ostensibly the end of the practice as we know it. That was that. Well, that is the end of, yes, the, as, as we have been familiar with it. Yes. Well, you know what? Okay, it is. It is what it is. I guess my my haikupsi there is we all make choices. Well, or we all have choices thrust upon us. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think David E. Kelly chose to have his budget slashed in half. Wow, wow. Uh yeah. All right. So, all right, you got to give me a tire though, buddy. <laughs> oh right, I, I didn't give a tire. Oh geez, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know because I, I it's just so overwhelming. Um. Yeah, I I liked it. I think they did a really good job considering the circumstances of what was going to happen. Uh, if they had known what was going to happen, I would have. I'm sure they would have done it very differently. Yeah. Um. But I'm going to give it uh, an eight point two one spare tires. Um. Yeah. So. All right. Well, next next week, obviously. Uh, there the it is. Tier. The, the, the Riker tier. tier. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week with the season seven oopsie spectacular before we dive into what's next. Mm-hmm. What is, uh, what's coming up for season eight? Uh, going to be different. Yeah. That's fucking something, man. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike's, Mike's feeling the feels, which I understand because I felt the feels when I, uh, when I was watching this in real life. So, well, folks, if you would like to uh, express your feeling feels, you can reach out to us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at outofpracticepodcast. You can join the jury. The verdict is almost already in, but you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other service of your choice. Let us know, and we will happily read your comment and welcome you on the show. Speaking of people we welcome and are grateful for, our founding sponsors, Jorge Navoa, Cloud Lover 69, Leanne Wrights, Jennifer Masanova, and Kari Kuhn. Hey, you know, you can join them. By giving us money, a one-time donation, or a monthly contribution, we still got a season to go and lots of content to put on the internet for no one to watch or listen to. You can also tell a friend to check us out on the YouTubes or on the podcast listening service of your choice. You can also just tell people that uh, we're funny. Just tell your mom. We really are just aiming for the mom demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You could send me some tissues, some condolences. Uh, my email address, emmadeglio at gmail.com. Listen, at the end of the day, they can fire everybody, but they can't get rid of us. So we'll see you next week with a... We're not paid. With a spoonful of laser sounds. <laughs> laser sounds. <laughs>